just jumping into this conversation today because I have a guest that I have literally been trying to get on the podcast for a year. I met Orit in a group that we're in together, and she is a vision educator. When I listened to her talk about the stress on our eyes, my brain immediately perked up because I was like, who is looking at their their phones, their screens more than a content creator? And so I wanted to invite her on to talk about how we can kind of ease the strain and pain and stress that's on our eyes to help us make content creation easier for us. If we're going to be looking at our screen all the time, how can we do it better? So Orit, thank you so much. Thank you for coming in from Barcelona to to meet with me this morning. It's afternoon for you. And I'm so glad to finally be connecting. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into being a vision educator? Yes. Well, when I was around eight, this is a long story. No. Okay. Uh, when I when I was around eight, I was fitted with glasses. I was told this is life, and I would wear glasses for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Fast forward thirty years later, and some eight and a half diopters of uh, nearsightedness, I found out that eyesight can improve, and uh, went to study it for myself in the beginning. Then I f- just fell in love with the method and decided to drop the other things I was doing and start teaching it. I also did drop my own glasses in the process. Mm. So uh, although today I will be talking to you uh, about how to not strain so much in front of the computer, Mm -hmm. everything about uh, I said improvement has to do with relaxation. So basically, if you could just really relax, everybody just get (laughs) let go of your glasses. I think that's a good, like, we need that in every area of our life. If you could just relax, everybody, just relax. But we would have to go area by area. <laughs> if you could just relax. If you could just relax. If you could just relax. But we can't, can we, no? <laughs> I have a similar story. When I was seven, I remember very specifically the name of this place was the Pearl Vision Center in, in West Babylon, where I grew up. And I remember across the street was a Burger King, and there were some trees across the street. And the doctor put my glasses on, and I, I looked at my mom and I was like, mom, there's leaves on those trees. There's, <laughs> there's bricks on that building. Like I could see everything for the first time in seven years. I've been, of course, wearing glasses since then. But I, so that's why I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, I mean, probably not for the first time. That's uh, usually people's vision story is like this one moment where you find out that you can't see. Mm-hmm. But actually, most people don't remember so much what was going on before that. Mm-hmm. And most of us did see well before we, we got our glasses. Ah. Usually the story goes something like this. You were a baby, you were, you know, you trained, you learned how to walk, talk, la, 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 and see. Mm-hmm. Probably well, most people, not everyone, but most people. And then at some point in childhood, a lot of times at school, the strain, the stress, the you know, life just became too difficult. And you were just like, hey, how about I lower the volume just a little bit? Maybe if it's a little blurred, it's not so much in my face. And then that's when the blur occurs. And then somebody's like, hey, this girl can't see very well. And you take it to the doctor and they fit you with glasses. So that was definitely my story. Around age seven, Mm -hmm. my parents were having like a really nasty divorce. Mm -hmm. I was not doing so well in school in terms of um, my relationships with, you know, society at large. And I just remember thinking, literally, I wish the world would just take a step back and give me a little more space for myself. And lo and behold, there came the glasses and they were, I think, one quarter diopter when I started. 
And I was told, as most of us were told, that I should never take them off. I should always wear them. And the funny thing is now I know that that's a big mistake because, you know, the bad girls who did not put on their glasses, their diopters did not rise and rise with the years, but rather they stayed with the initial one and something diopter or even don't need glasses anymore. What's a diopter? I don't know that term. Diopter is like the measurement of how much help you need to see. Okay. So when my contact lenses were like negative 200 and negative 140 on the other side, is that diopters or is that, are we using a different measurement in the US or something? Or is that just like the formal term that like a lay person wouldn't know? I've never heard that term before. I've never heard anyone with 200 diopters. I mean, the, right. the measurements that I'm using are totally different because you could not have 200 diopters. Right, right, right. So that must not be the right term. I'm trying to, that's just like your prescription is like my, so my prescription would be, you know, I had LASIK surgery done and now my prescription is completely different, but I've never heard anybody use that term before diopters. Oh, okay. But it's like, it was minus something. Yes, here. yes, yes, yes. So it's like, if like your 2020 vision is like, I guess in the middle and then you're, you're negative after that, but that you, so you're using it, you're talking about a way of measuring eyesight. I think we're both yes. talking about the same thing, but we're using different Yes, I terms, think so. right? Okay. I think okay. so. Yeah. So diopters I mean, is that, a way to is measure the, the amount of the lens is curved in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So this is fascinating to me because what you're saying is I never thought about asking why eyesight becomes problematic and you're really attributing it to your brain needing to dial down the stress. Yes, totally. I never thought to ask like why are my eyes quote unquote bad? That's actually the, the funny thing about it, because nobody asks that question. Oh. People are just like, so you need glasses. It's like uh, um, you developed a need for glasses. Is that like humanly, you know, is that in the human range of things that can happen? You just like develop the need for glasses as if a headache is like you developed a need for aspirin. <laughs> right. right. It's like it's just weird. But nobody nobody asked that question from the moment that glasses were invented in a way. Not from the moment, but at some point, people stopped asking that question because before that, they were kind of aware that eyesight becomes bad because of strain. And actually, eyesight problems became very widely, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, affecting wildly, wildly <laughs> the population when schools started, when uh, mm -hmm. obligatory education started. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so schools, prisons, stressful places yeah. make people uh, nearsighted. <laughs> Let's talk about you, you, like one of your specialties is the relationship between eyesight and stress. So can you talk a little bit more, uh, this one specific thing you said, I think illuminates this very clearly, email apnea, the thing that we do when we're holding our breath. And when, when I read that from you, I was like, I have done that for years and I catch myself, but how are all of these things related to our eyesight? And then what the heck are we supposed to do about it? Okay. It's not even that I'm specialized in eyesight, in relating eyesight to stress. Everyone who works in this field, in my field of like natural eyesight improvement, uh, relates this to stress. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. The vision problem, whether you look at it physiologically or emotionally, it's always a stress problem. It's like a chronic strained muscles. Okay. So that's what actually deforms the eye. But the thing is with the eyesight, if you want to know how naturally, like we see, just imagine yourself walking outside. Okay. So you're walking outside. How much of that time will you be looking at just one direction? 
Hmm, not, just like in a fixed way, just in one direction, basically zero, right? Not, right, right, like, right. You know, a bird passing, a dog passing, a lady, funny lady with a hat. And then, you know, then you hear a sound and you turn around and just like stuff happening all around you, right? Yeah. yeah. And now, how do you look at your screen? Mm, dead on. <laughs> right. And then hours. How, many, how many things when you walk outside are in the exact same distance from you? Oh, that's not right. It's so varied. None. Right. <laughs> None. Because like the fire hydrant is there and the window is there and the tree is there. Like things are all around you and they're, they're all like placed in different places. Yeah. So where's your computer screen? Oh, it's like directly in front of my face. Directly in front of your place. So you're always basically staring at the same thing at yeah. the same distance. Yeah. So another thing is blinking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you go have uh, coffee with a friend, you'll see that as you talk, you blink and she blinks and you kind of blink to each other. And that reminds like in between parts of like the human conversation is that we breathe and blink. Mm. So if your friend for some reason holds her breath, after a while, you'll go, huh. <laughs> totally unconsciously, you'll just like, huh. and then she'll go, huh. because you cannot be with someone that holds their breath. It just re really creates tension in you because okay. we have this communication between mm -hmm. humans. Mm -hmm. Now, your computer, on the other hand, can sit all day without breathing even once. Right. <laughs> like I'm like here taking deep breaths. <laughs> so really, the, um, like the whole situation of sitting in front of the computer or working on your phone or any other screen yeah. is very contrary to the way that naturally our eyes are meant to work. Mm -hmm. Also, if you think again about walking outside, how much of the time are things pretty close up and how much of the time are things pretty far? Yeah, they're, they're usually pretty far away. I mean, it's they're very rare. Pretty far away. You know, sometimes it's funny that you say that because sometimes I'll go for a walk with the dog and I'll see a, like a berry on a tree or a flower and I have to get real close. And it's a weird thing to do. like you're stopping, you're getting close, but that's not the norm when you're outside. But even if you, I mean, if you see a flower, your vision can zoom in on it mm -hmm. and you can see it from far, from mm -hmm. far. There's no reason for you to, I mean, you can get close. And even as you get close, you will be like, you're getting closer. <laughs> so it's like not, it's like an action. There's yes. like a change in distance. You're like getting closer and getting further oh, away. Yeah, yeah. You're not just like, it's not static. It's not static. Vision yeah. is very, very dynamic. So adding to all those things, when you're outside, most interesting things come from the periphery. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be like appearing from here, from here, from somewhere that you were not looking at. Mm -hmm. Like things don't tend to come to you like this, mm -hmm. right? It's going to be something catches your eye. So the whole periphery is very important. Mm -hmm. When you look at your computer, where is there nothing interesting around the computer? Right, right. right. So, In fact, you probably try really hard to stay focused on your computer because you want to be productive. And so anything distracting is, you know, you want to re reduce that stuff and remove that stuff for your work environment. Right. So I would yeah. say, no, you do not want to reduce or remove that stuff. Okay. Interesting. You want to consciously plant that stuff there in a way that's not distracting as in, I'm going to totally concentrate on something else, but mm. in a way that reduces that, that kind of clench your teeth, hold your breath kind hold of concentration, which is actually not good for your productivity. It's certainly not good for videos or audios that you want to record.
mm-hmm. because the more relaxed you are, the better things come out, right? Yeah. If you're not breathing, then it doesn't, doesn't sound so good. <laughs> I'm just going to die. I'm going to pass this last piece of content to you before I... I'm sorry I died. <laughs> sorry I died. I didn't make it. <laughs> I like, didn't breathe. Like stare okay. very hard at the screen. Okay, I'm going to convince you eyesight improvement is possible and worthwhile. So it's just like, <laughs> you know? So if you blink, you breathe, you kind of look around. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the computer situation creates more strain for our eyes, but mm-hmm. strain for our eyes is strain for our whole body. I mean, yeah. The thing that I said in the beginning about like uh, eyesight problems being related to strain, it's also like a two-way street. So the more you strain to see, mm-hmm. the more tense you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the more you relax your vision, the more relaxed you can be. Do you have any ways for us to get started with some really basic things that we can do? You've already mentioned some great nuggets like, you know, having something around your computer to kind of dance your eyes on in a non-distracting way, but in a more in like an intake. I also heard you, I think you're saying, get the hell outside, walk around, like give your, give your eyes a rest and just be more out in nature, even just walking down your street. I am saying that. Mm-hmm. De- definitely. I am saying that, but I also think there's a lot of things you can do as you work right. that, that will improve you know, reduce this tension and uh, improve your productivity, actually, because if you breathe, everything becomes easier because you okay. kind of need the oxygen to think. So the, the first thing about eyesight is that uh, you need to include the periphery. So you want to not have your computer stuck on the wall, but rather have it maybe near a window. Mm-hmm. And if not, you can have some like moving stuff like a mobile or a plant or something. They'll just occasionally catch your eye. Mm-hmm. Okay. If the screen is not flush against the wall, then you have some visual distance. You can look at something that's on the wall rather Mm -hmm. than just like staring at the same distance. So Mm -hmm. it's all like things that I want to encourage movement and change. Interesting. So almost like creating depth on your desk, like the way that my computer is set up, this is a laptop. It's on a thing to hold it up a little bit so I don't have to look down. And then behind it, there's some stuff. There's a window in front of me, but they all create different levels of depth for my eyes to look at. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's already part of it. And then in the screen itself, I mean, the screen for the eyes is huge. As I said before, you can totally zoom in with your eyes on a detail, Mm -hmm. on a flower. And it doesn't mean you lose the periphery. It doesn't mean you forget the periphery, like everything that's around it. But I said it's actually meant to focus on small details and even the screen of a phone is huge for our eyes so we kind of try to take it all in at once thinking that we're saving time but Mm. really what we want to do is look detail by detail or kind of move your eyes on the screen i mean in the same way that i want you to move your eyes in the space right in the screen itself you can move your eyes so if you're kind of like stuck in the same position and kind of like taking everything in that's very stressful for the eye. But if you're kind of like looking at one thing and looking at the other, maybe even moving your head, mm. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> which is one of the things that people notice after years of not so good seeing habits, is that they have like a lot of tension in their neck yes. because they're just like stuck and maybe at the most moving their eyes, like the Adams family, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you really want to like 
point your nose at what you're looking at and look at a small detail. So like really moving your whole head, not just your eyes, like not like your eyes darting around, but actually moving your head. I pretty much can guarantee I'm not doing that. That's really like a great nugget. (laughs) And then uh, one great idea is um, sometimes when I, when I, uh, no, I have two things for Zoom calls. Okay. One of them is that behind the Zoom screen, I open like a YouTube video with Mm -hmm. some fish in a pond or some exotic country. There's just like around my Zoom screen, there's like fish or something going on. Oh, that's that's smart. Slightly like uh, kind of um, calls my attention. So I'm not like stuck looking at the Zoom screen or at the camera. And then the other thing is many times instead of looking at the camera, you can kind of look above the camera and nobody mm-hmm. will notice. Mm-hmm. And that gives you like more depth. So a lot of times, I mean, maybe not when I'm teaching, but when I'm like listening to or I'm in a conference and you don't want to be looking out the window, although I actually recommend that. <laughs> but it seems kind of rude. Yes. Right. It's just like, yeah, so uh, I'm listening and I'm uh, concentrated, but I'm looking at the window. But yeah. you can look like change from looking at the camera to looking above the camera. Mm-hmm. And you can't really see such a difference, can you? No, we really, I mean, I know that our listeners can't see it, but there really is very negligible difference, which the next time you get on a Zoom call, you can check that out yourself. I have so, a question for you about this, though. Hmm. So, I was on a call yesterday. It was a group call. And I find that it's very fatiguing to always be looking at people's faces because on a Zoom call with not a huge group, but maybe five or six people, you're looking at the people and it's tiring. The way that I would do that in an in-person meeting, you'd be looking down and looking up and looking down and looking up. And I am a doodler and a drawer and a colorer when I'm in a meeting to help my brain stay present. And that's how I learn. And I realized like, oh, I'm so tired just being super present and looking and looking and looking when what I really wanted to do was put my head down in color and still listen. Right. But uh, instead of like, actually, nobody knows what your eyes are doing exactly because because there's no eye contact on Zoom. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. it looks like eye contact when I'm looking at the camera, but then I'm definitely not looking at you when I'm looking at It looks like something else. So, I mean... I don't know how this will, you know, do weird things to the generations to come. Exactly. Who are like, uh, <laughs> who live their life online yes. and uh, are not, uh, will, will never know eye contact as we did. <laughs> <laughs> but what you can do is just like let your eyes kind of, uh, instead of, um, like, for instance, you're looking at me, but yeah. you can also look at the background. Right. Right. You can look at me and look at the background and you can look at, the dark parts around the Zoom. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to make such a difference to me. It's not like you're really, really looking. There's no eye contact. Right. Okay. Just like letting your eyes wander a bit. And and I know it's really a short-sighted thing to tend to do is to want to give your full attention by looking straight at the person. But even in person, people who do not have eyesight problems do not maintain eye contact all the time. They, huh. they just kind of... And it's, realis- it's not realistic in person to maintain eye contact all the time, but I do find online it's a fatiguing thing. Yeah, but there's like no need to do it because anyway... I, know, I love this hint. Not, is thank not you for the permission. your eye contact. There's, it's not happening. Well, thank you for the permission. <laughs> <laughs> more than permission, it's a recommendation because <laughs> yeah. I think actually you can be much more present 
when you release part of the attention on the visual channel and mm -hmm. you're more on, you know, listening. And that's what you do when you doodle, actually, right? You, yes, you're like only listening. listening. Yes. And you're, you're drawing. So it's not as if you're not present Engaged. to the conversation. You're just like not necessarily present through your visual channel. Mm. So you can, kind of, like, you can kind of relax that visual channel even on Zoom. I mean, just move your head around yeah. a little bit. Look uh, rather than straight at the face of the person to mm -hmm. the sides and look at the black and you'll see, you'll see also that the eyes really focus on a small area. I mean, if you look at my face mm -hmm. and then you change it, you look at the background, mm -hmm. you will see that my face kind of fades away and mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So the eyes are not meant to take in everything, focusing on everything at once. They just focus on just like us. They just focus on one thing at a time. Okay. So you want to be like changing that one thing. Frequently. Frequently, because that's the way that eyes are relaxed. Yeah. Is there any other little nugget that would be helpful? Oh, there's so many things, but... Uh... I, know. <laughs> I know we could probably talk for hours, but I, I also, like, I want to find out how you work with people and how people can get into your orbit. So I don't want to like use up all of our time, you know, with you giving a million tips, because I know how much you have to share. Really, I think Breathing is very important and blinking mm -hmm. is very important. So one of the things I tell my clients is to put a post-it note on the computer that says blink and breathe. It <laughs> sounds kind of silly. If you're embarrassed, you can get uh, your kids or somebody's kids to draw like a little cloud and a little eye to remind you to blink and breathe. And then even if you don't remember that you're actually looking at that post-it note, your eyes kind of very quickly go there and you're going to breathe more. I you're going to yeah. do it more just because you have this reminder there. That's actually kind of, uh, kind of the, the thing that I have. I have like a little um, free online training mm. just for um, reducing computer strain. Okay. And it basically says what I said now, you know, look to the sides, have some visual distance, change focal distance, blink and breathe. And mm -hmm. then it has this like little uh, PDF that you can print and then and cut off like a little part that you can stick on the bottom of your screen and it has like little drawings that remind you to blink and breathe. So. I'm going to have the link for that in the show notes so that people can click right on it and access it. I'm so glad that you have that for us. So tell me, how do people work with you? Okay, so people work with me in several ways. Mm -hmm. I have some online courses, but mostly people who come to me want to actually improve their eyesight mm -hmm. more than just reducing strain from working in the computer, people who actually want to discard uh, their eyeglasses or not need contacts anymore or uh, not need the readers anymore. And just uh, they go through like a whole process of learning good seeing habits and also visiting this emotional context that got them, you know, so tired or so strained that they didn't want to see. Yeah. And I'm currently working mostly one-on-one. -on -one, so, mm -hmm. uh, you can drop me a line and uh, I will tell you about my program. Great. Are you on social media? Can people follow you there? I'm on social media, but uh, since I work in Spanish and in English, it's half and half. So it's kind That's of, right. Uh, That's uh, right. <laughs> it's kind of weird to follow, but uh, I think, yeah, you can, there's, I have a website and a Facebook page in English. Okay. Which are just in English. Great. I will <laughs> drop those like links then so that people can get into your world. Because I think this is super empowering for people to know that they don't need to be reliant on glasses and their eyes aren't necessarily just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And that I love also hearing that 
we can incorporate moving away from our computer and reducing time in front of it, but you have realistic strategies to help us while we work because working is part of our life. So especially writing and creating for content is, you know, it takes a lot of time and energy. And so if we can reduce the stress of that, I'm so excited to be having this conversation and thank you so much for your, for your insights. Do you have anything else you want to share? Yeah. One last thing. There's like the, you know, the 20, 20, 20 rule, but uh, every 20 minutes for 20 seconds, you look 20 feet away. Oh, I didn't know that rule. That's like the rule that if you look online, how to like not strain your eyes, that's what you would find. But uh, I'm like more of a fan of the one, one, one rule. Every once in a while, just like for one second, look away from your computer. It's just like, I'm going to now publicly give you all permission to look away from your computer. I'm looking away. Right? I feel rude, but I'm looking away. (laughs) For instance, when you're downloading something, Mm. Or the computer's thinking. Yeah. You can look away from the computer. <laughs> you don't have to watch your computer do that. You don't have to watch it. You know, a watch spot never boils. Oh, that's don't great. watch the download. Just look through the window. And that that's just like these really small breaks mm. are going to make such a big change in okay. how tired you are when you finish the day. Because a lot of our fatigue comes from the ice and we're not even aware of it. Yeah, this is so. all news to me. So... I'm so happy to be able to share this with my audience. And I think it's fascinating. And I'm also so happy to be connected with you. So thank you for taking the time today. I will definitely have the link so people can get in touch with you. But people, look away, look away. Look away, look away. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me on Content Creation Made Easy. I will talk to you next week with another gem to help you make your content a lot easier. Talk to you then. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.